Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Shed Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. I'm Ben Howard here with a cold, so you're going to get a little bit of a Aww. deeper coffee-ish voice and lots of, uh, lots of halls. I'm so sick of these stupid things, but they're saving my life, so halls thank you, halls. Ricola. Even though I hate it's so gross. <laughs> you should get some of the um, the strawberry flavored halls. Those are actually not too bad. They all taste all the menthol ones just taste like butt to me. The <laughs> halls like breezers and the halls defense ones are pretty good, but mm-hmm. they uh, the breezers. That's not. what I'm thinking of. Mm. Yeah, those are good. But uh, anything with menthol, it works for getting at your sciences. But it's just like eating a like a vial of peppermint it's just it's just too much too much at uh, once like rah. yeah i remember i uh, was very sick a little over a year ago and uh got to the point where if i wasn't sock sucking on a cough drop constantly i would just start coughing even to the point where i couldn't go to sleep so i would oof. fall asleep with a cough drop in my mouth and i did this many nights in a row which i know is very dangerous because i would wake up and it would still be there <laughs> just like i could have choked on this and die oh my speaking God. of but i wasn't sleeping otherwise speaking of that um i have sleep apnea so i have to sleep with a uh, mm. a cpap machine mm-hmm. i just got it recently it's been helping me a lot I feel a lot better so if you get a sleep apnea get a machine it helps um but uh because of my sinuses, because I've been so stuffed up, I haven't been able to use it till last night. Mm-hmm. And recently, I had a I had this like super involved dream, and I was eating something in the dream, and then I I I bit into something, and I looked down, and it was like an alien centipede like oh, thing God. With spikes wow. and stuff. And then I was like, and then I was like, like like in my dream, I was like choking. Then I woke up, I was like, <gasps> and like because I was holding my breath, mm-hmm. and it was like the first time I ever dreamt. Like me, like holding my breath because of sleeping apnea, and then the dream corresponding with it. So I, I had a dream a couple of weeks ago that I couldn't breathe, and I rolled over to Katie the next morning. I was like, Katie, how can you, how do you know if you have sleep apnea? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, Trust me, uh, Katie would know. She would. Uh, she'd be like, "It's scary." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been told. So she would be like, "You stopped breathing, and you scared me." Mm-hmm. So once you hear that, go get a machine. Yeah. They're worth it. Um, but yes, I didn't introduce anybody. We're joined by Sarah Becker. <laughs> How are you, Sarah? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Guys, ask, ask me what I'm drinking today. Um, is there, is it... Uh, is it booze related? Right, is it booze no, related? No, not at all. Is it, is it pun related? Sort of. Um, not sure. really, actually. Is it But it's going to make you laugh. Is it rhyming? No. Oh, okay. All right, give it to us. T Earl Grey hot. Yay! <laughs> Sorry, just it's been so long since I've had been drinking Earl Grey on this Star Trek podcast. I need that's a fair to. point. Yeah. Yes. I bought a whole big tin from the UK. Yes. Uh, it's like Earl Grey cream. It has vanilla flakes mm. in it. It's really good. I like the Lady really Grey. Good tea it's more sort of floral i guess but it's lovely mm, yeah and with us as well is peter dancy how are you peter i'm pretty good uh i said this an episode or two ago that by the time that that, that, I, that I would have i was soon moving into an apartment and i moved in yesterday 
Yay! Yay. Moved in, uh, got all my stuff. My room, for the most part, is like set up, save for like small things, um, and like, and same for my roommate for his room. And we have like no furniture, so the living, like, so like the living room and the kit and like the kitchen is like empty, save for save for of course like like a, like a fridge and like and, and like our dishes and stuff. But it's like, yep, moved into a place. I'm an adult. It's weird. I don't like it. I want to go home, but not really. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. I'm about to go home, so I understand. Because <laughs> <laughs> home, you don't have to pay rent. It's mm, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. All right, well, this week we are talking about Season 7, Episode 13, and Episode 14, which are Field of Fire and Chimera. So first up is Field of Fire. The crew get together to drink to Hector Ilario and his excellent performance on The Defiant. Hector gets a wee bit sloshed, so Esri takes him home and leaves, because yay, consent. However, the next morning, she discovers he's been murdered. Bashir discovers that he was shot with a very rare titanium bullet fired at close range. This is odd for two reasons, as only a prototype weapon, the TR-116, fires that kind of bullet, and there's no powder marks that would indicate an explosive projectile fired at close range. Apparently, Odo has the cold or something, because Esri decides it's her responsibility to investigate murders on the station now. Lady, you haven't even tackled, like, being a counselor yet. Let's not <laughs> add private eye to the roster. After grieving over Hector, Esri has a nightmare about Joran, the serial killer, former Dax host, who tells her she'll never be able to truly understand the killer's motives unless she lets Joran free. She refuses, but changes her mind when she discovers there's been a second victim. The chief realizes that the bullet must have come from somewhere not in the killer's line of sight, and that he replicated the plans for the TR-116, so he must be an officer. He deduces that the killer would have been put a mini-transporter on the bullet, used an exographic targeting sensor to find a victim through the walls, then fired the bullet, and teleported it into their room, which then killed them. Damn, serial killing is so much more complicated in the future. Jeez. Now having the weapon, they still need to fire the, find the killer, so Ezri performs the Rite of Emergence, which allows her to hallucinate Joran in her mind, who then gives her all kinds of great murder advice. Joran has her hold the weapon and use the sensor to pick a target, and even tells her to fire. She doesn't, and Joran forces her hand, revealing it wasn't loaded. He merely wants her to feel all murdery. A third murder happens, and while Ezri investigates his room, she notices the pattern she's been missing, that all the victims had photos of laughing family and friends in their room. She deduces it must be a mentally ill Vulcan who hates emotion and wishes to punish those who display it. They settle on a single Vulcan who recently suffered an emotional breakdown after his crew was killed by a Dominion attack, but Ezri needs more proof. She uses a scanner to see into his room and finds out he is researching her and is aiming the gun at her as well. Joran urges her to shoot, and she does so just in time. She runs to the killer's room to find him wounded but alive. For a second, she feels herself almost lose control and kill him, but she stops. Later, she dismisses Joran, but before she does, he notes that since he was so buried, that her bringing him up means his tendencies and thoughts will be just as present as Jadzia's or Curzon's, or as any other host. And she will be forever changed. What do we think of Field of Fire? I'm just so tired of Esri episodes. Yeah. There have been so many. I think we addressed this last week, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, we did. I'm uh, still over it. <laughs> like, yeah, this is just like a lot of stuff I've seen before. Mm-hmm. It's like a Odo episode I've seen before, but with Esri. Right. And we've already like dealt with Joran like multiple times. And like, I guess I wanted to have her deal with Joran 
as Ezri. That's yeah. Jem's all it sounds Jezia, but I wasn't sitting there thinking like, what's, what's Joran up to? <laughs> I had moved mm-hmm. past him. I was done with him. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, this whole episode, I just, I didn't care. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, I, I mean, I mean, I highly doubt that, at least in any significant way. I'm sure, I'm sure, in like, I'm sure in two, maybe three instances when when it's like it's needed as far as wartime is concerned. Um, I'm glad that Ezri has at least addressed Joran as a character, as a previous host, in a in a in a way that in a way that I guess you could say we didn't really see Jadzia do it, but it's like. Did it have to be an entire episode totally no, dedicated not. to her? But where, 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 in, where instead it could have been like something else is going on. She is part of it, and that's how she and she is part of it, and to help out other people solve their shit, as like a supporting character in someone else's narrative. Duran comes about instead of it's like nope, we're gonna it's gonna be Esri and Duran and blah 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 weird buddy cop type deal. I was thinking more of Science of the Lambs. Mm. You know, like serial yeah. killer helps yeah. okay. newbies oh, yeah, out of her depth kind of thing. Um, and that's certainly interesting. I think I could have a version of that that works. It's just I like I'm done with Esri. Mm-hmm. And part of the problem is like I'm ending like being like, Oh, you you're gonna I'm gonna be with you forever. Uh this is episode thirteen of twenty six. Uh, it's not going to affect that much of the show, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's not much, yeah, there ain't much left, left to do. sadly. Unless there's some, us. like, huge, drastic, epic plot twist, and Ezra goes and, like, kills, kills all. all the changelings, I don't know. <laughs> like, the, I, like, that's right. the only way it's If that happens, happen. then I'll, I'll forgive it a little more, but I don't feel like it's no and it would be stupid because we would know they just decided to do that to give Ezra's character relevance right like right we're we're not we're not gonna get we're not gonna have Ezri running in guns guns blazing like Jadzia did when she when she went on that mission uh thing with 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 the the Klingons like we're, we're not gonna get that from her because it's it would be boring as shit yeah yeah I don't know what else to say. I mean, did the murder mystery interest you at all? Like, outside of Esri, was it an interesting idea that the teleporting bullets? The teleporting, bu- the teleporting bullets. That's interesting because, like, just uh, outside of the outside of the context of this of this episode, it's like, oh, if some like if, if someone decided to pull a Tony Stark and develop this type of technology themselves, they could wreak some serious havoc. But at the same time. I would want it, I would want it to be like a fan fiction written about something that's happening like in a totally different part of the quadrant rather than it's happening on the on this space station right here. Um also also the thought of a, the th- the thought of a Vulcan who like does not who who like is so devoid of emotion himself that he hates seeing emotion in anyone else is an interesting thought. Fan fiction is a good way of saying it. This this episode feels like fan fiction. It does. Right, like it's like, it's like bringing in characters that don't really matter, and like, yeah, what if a Vulcan was a serial killer? You know, that feels like a very fan fictiony. Mm-hmm. Hitting it right on the nose, uh, bam. Uh, premise. And apparently, this episode was like written last minute, mm. and it feels it. it <laughs> yeah. really, I can tell. Yes, yeah. that explains a lot. Because they were like, everybody was stretched thin over a bunch of other episodes, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Yeah, you need something to do with something." Mm. So. 
it certainly like you said feels like it's just like sort of yeah shove something up need something on tuesday you need something yeah mm-hmm. well they focused on bigger and more important episodes like after image which was a bad idea yeah. <laughs> that was one of the episodes that they were working on uh shockingly Yes. <laughs> also i i like how i i i like i i use loosely I, I i like how this was another another episode where where it where it starts off with them in some way focusing on a character who is not part of the main crew and and you just know it's like they're gonna die in five minutes y'all oh yeah my first note moat was knew it yeah it's like it's like why else are it's like why else are we a having everyone stare at him b getting his full name c he's the center of attention yes like full yes. name. I would. Um, th- this has little to no relevance to the overall plot, except he was one of the victims. I would just like to give a brief shout out to the guy from Belarus who had a wife and co-husband at home. Oh my god! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was a nice little tip. Good to, job, to drop Star in Trek. There. Except, stop killing the LGBT characters. I know <laughs> that was not intentional, but. Come on. Yeah. But it is interesting, yeah, co-husband. That mm-hmm. was the first time I ever heard that. I was like, ah, yeah, yes. I expected that word, right? as we said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually fairly interesting. So yeah. not only is he married to someone of the same uh, gender, but also he is he's married to two people. Yeah. Of so like, opposite like genders. Polyamorous uh, relationship, which I thought was very interesting. Be- yeah. Beat that, the Orville. <laughs> oh, is the Orville coming back? I miss it. Uh, yeah. Oh, it good. is. It was. It was renewed, I believe. That's good to hear. I mean, granted, I don't know when it, granted, I've only, I've only seen the first, I've only seen the first four episodes, but 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 uh, but but I found them very enjoyable. You should finish it. I know. I know. I I'm I'm slow on I'm slow it's on catching okay. up on all the shows that are on my list. So I'll I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah, I don't know when it's coming back, but this is apparently coming back. So, I know, I agree. It's the better show. It's the better show. Fight me. It's the better show. I mean, we all, <laughs> we, we all, we all. I think all three of us know what we're referring to. <laughs> Indeed. Yep. Um, the other thing I want to point out is just that Jaron uh, is played by a very uh, long-running kind of soap actor. He was on Dallas, Lee McClosk, and he's also. Weirdly, in uh, Dario Argento horror film, so you know mm. you uh, horror nuts out there, you might recognize him for that. Um, that's all I got to say for Field of Fire. I think it's pretty boring, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty boring. We got a much more interesting episode to talk about, so let's get to that. So we got season seven, episode fourteen, Chimera. While on their way to Deep Space Nine, Odo and Chief O'Brien encounter a strange flying space man array. Is the best way I can describe it. However, the creature is revealed to be a changeling, but seems to not be a founder or of any knowledge of the Dominion. Hoda realizes that he is one of the 100, the group of They call it changes. the 100, and I was having flashbacks. Sorry. <laughs> yes, they call it the 100 like yes. eight times in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hoda realizes oh, that he's part of that show <laughs> the group of baby changelings sent across the universe to observe life and report back one day to the founders the same group that odo was part of the changeling reveals his given name is loss and he convinces cisco and the others to let him wander the station freely loss is a much older and experienced changeling who can not only transform but can turn into elemental objects like fire and smoke 
While not a founder, Lost does not show the same sympathy to solids that Odo does. While Lost does like more primitive species, he finds that once solids become able to mechanize, they inherently destroy their own worlds. As such, he shows contempt and arrogance for many of Odo's friends, and they find him off-putting. Even Odo has to admit he considered leaving because being away from the Great Link was so powerful it felt wrong to be away. But his love for Kira is what keeps him there. Lost also notes that he too was once in love, but she rejected him when they realized they can't have children. And to be clear, I'm certain his mate was like a deer or something. <laughs> After getting some hot, steamy Link action together, Lass offers Odo a different path to go away together and try to form their own Link. Since the founders are dying from their shared disease that Odo and Lass do not have, they could find the other remaining 100 out there and create their own great Link with blackjack and hookers. Odo is intrigued and worried for the first time his relationship with Kira may not last after all. One day, the promenade is filled with fog, which is just lush, which is kind of creepy. Like, are you breathing in changelings? Yeah. Odo convinces him to go back to a more humanoid form, but Lass is accosted by two Klingons, to which he goes full T-1000 and stabs one to death with a, without a care in the world. Odo brings Lass to jail, who is surprised that Odo cares so much about humanoids. The Klingon Council wants Lost to be brought to Kronos, where he will surely be executed. However, surprisingly, it is Kira who lets Lost go, and tells him to wait for Odo on a far-off planet. After talking with Odo, she realized that if she loves him, she has to let Odo go, if that would make him happier, and so she does. Odo is moved by this generosity, and when he meets with Lost, tells him he will not go with him, because Kira's sacrifice shows the value of humanoids and of their love. Lost is devastated and leaves hurt and alone. Kira is relieved to see that Odo returns, who says that he's always afraid to show the real version of himself to her. Kira tells him she wants to know every part of Odo, so he transforms into a golden light that envelops Kira, and she's into it! <laughs> what do we think of Chimera? So much of my notes are just crying emojis. <laughs> I wasn't actually crying, but I was, but I was having very distinct feels. There's a lot of feels. Uh, I love this episode, yes. and I have a large read on it. But I want to hear what Peter thinks first. No, I, I, this this episode was like so. We have seen Odo interact with other changelings who are already part of the link. We have seen him interact with um with 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 a with a young Jim Hadar baby who then quickly grows who then quickly grows into adulthood. Both of these sides of like of his people, I guess you could call it like like his actual like his actual culture. He has been he, he has had more of a trying to understand, but like still some but still some animosity there because of what they represent. This is the first time where we've seen someone who is just like him in this in the specific way that it's like they are part of the one hundred. How does he deal with it? Especially especially when that especially when that other changeling is so opposed to any solid. And I, it was such. It was a really really cool way of watching them address this. Like I, I this is actually something I did I didn't think this this is the kind of kind of this was the kind of Odo episode I did not think I wanted, but I'm so glad they did it because because it's like season seven, you know what? About time. Especially considering how your first the first time we see him, he is a big ass space manta ray. That manta ray was awesome. Yes. Uh, I just want to say that first. It was a really cool design. I loved it. I love space whales and manta rays and things that like should be sea creatures that are in space. Love it every time. Love it every time. Uh, this episode's a masterpiece. I love it so much. Um, 
I guess I should give my big hot take, which is that uh, we're all gay. We read little gay things into it. Mm-hmm. This is an episode about a gay, like, this is about someone's question of their sexuality, right? Like, this is like about, mm. this whole episode is about a man who has, who's like in a relationship with a woman and then has an affair with a man and then realizes that maybe that's his true calling and that's where he should be. Mm. But then that same woman, he realizes that she loves him so much that even if he won't be ultimately happy all the way that they're what they've built together is too important to give up like that's what this episode is about to me that's 100 percent. no no yeah that 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 is a definite reading and like and and even if he's not full-on gay he has he has at the very least bisexual or pansexual right whichever whichever one he wants to i guess i'd read bi because i'm i'm bi but no yeah, yeah yeah It's about someone realizing there's other stuff yeah. out there that you enjoy. There's other things out there. And there's another life for you. I mean, that's just like why it's more universal because it's it's about realizing that there are other callings or other possibilities for you mm-hmm. out there. There's other ways you could possibly be happy, you know? And I think, uh, and what I like about Loss is that he is um, a very interesting character, like you said, Peter, because he's not a founder. It's not the female changing like, get away from your friends and and and, and come with me <laughs> like manipulating and, and cruel. Yeah, he's he doesn't agree with him, but it's just it, it lost could very easily have been Odo in a different life, right? Right. Like, um, Odo basically survived until he met Kira and then realized what it meant to actually care about something, and he lost a lot of his cynicism over the course of the show. So it's really beautiful about Odo. Um, and loss is the version of Odo that could have been where he's gone around. He's seen that prejudice. He's seen humanoids destroy each other and destroy the environment. And he has very interesting points about, you know, he's this whole little monologue. I like where he's like, you know, he's more environmentalist, which is interesting. And he's like, about like, Oh, you know, these, I, I people always say these species are primitive, but to me, they're more advanced than, you advance species because they just live and breathe and don't destroy things and ruin everything. Um, and there's a very interesting storyline because of that and because Loss actually represented an actual, legit reason for Odo to want to leave. That's what made it so heartbreaking and so beautiful mm-hmm. uh, versus mm-hmm. a female changeling. There was actual uh, temptation there and, and a version of Odo where you can be happy where you have to leave and go is this the best Odo? <laughs> like, is this the best life for Odo? I hope so. I want it to be, yes. but it's hard to know. Yeah. To go along with, with your queer reading of this episode, there's literally a line that says, this is no time for a changeling pride demonstration on the promenade. That is huh. an actual oh, line yeah. that I happened. That. That's funny. I was having That's an great. emotional reaction to that statement. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, when, when, also, when, when, when Odo walked in on Laws, and Laws was literally a flame. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got me and Sarah coughing. He's <laughs> flaming. Oh. <laughs> well, well spotted, Peter. Yeah, team oh shit in the episode now. This is too good. Oh man. Yeah, uh, did you guys recognize Loss, the actor? 
I, I looked him no. up and then then I did. Yeah, he's Martok. Yeah. Which is crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They uh they apparently it, like auditioned a bunch of people for the show, but they felt that they really needed someone who had already interacted with Odo, like with the actor Rene Abergenois before, and could like match him at his level and kind of know the character really well already. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, no, sorry, I, I just look, I just looked him up and like I'm seeing seeing him without Laz's makeup, I'm seeing without Mark's right, yeah. makeup. I'm just like, <laughs> there it is. I see the face. <laughs> Yes, you can see the Martok face. <laughs> I, I really can. <laughs> yeah, apparently they were they were originally thinking uh, the actor who played Garrick, Andrew Robinson, but mm. Garrick's voice is just too familiar. That comic. is true. Yeah, and because I didn't recognize him. Oh, me I didn't, neither. Because the, Mar- the Martok voice is more like Rip Torn. It's like down here. <laughs> it's like yeah. this one gravelly voice. Yeah. So when he's doing like this more pompous, uh, well-spoken voice, it's like, you know. It's it's it, I I didn't I didn't recognize him at all. No. So well done. I thought he was fantastic. I thought yeah. he did a great job on this episode. <laughs> he has to have this kind of arrogance, but also this warmth. It's a tough role to do mm-hmm. uh, to be like someone who Odo can connect with, but is still like a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just think of the flaming joke again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I made it now. Yeah, Peter, 10 comedy points. It's so good. <laughs> it's just such a good pun. Yes. Like a visual pun. Sarah approval. Amazing. I'm, I have arrived. <laughs> well, I am glad that he is able to be basically metaphors. I'm, I am glad that he is able to do elemental. That's really cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. Change that is kind of terrifying. It's just like change lanes can be energy. Like oh seriously. god! Like, and maybe start thinking of like, remember in X two when uh, when Mystique puts a bunch of iron in a guy's blood and that's how uh, Magneto escapes. He pulls out all the blood in the guy's iron. Oh yeah, that's this really creepy imagery. I'm like, can a changeling just do that? Just like become oxygen mm-hmm. and then enter your blood oh. and then explode all your blood cells. Oh. Like the possibilities now are terrifying oh, that, that, that's that's even more terrifying than that one episode of legend of Korra. no yes oh the yeah airbender where he yeah just... he suffocates yeah. the earth queen Spoilers where literally for the showrunners we're literally showrunners are tired of fans saying airbenders were lame and are like we'll show you lame mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> we have an entire show all these people out and then you think back to uh when he uh, goes back to his home and he sees like that his master had killed like 40 like firebenders yep. and, it, and you're like how and you're like that motherfucker brought out all the oxygen in the room it's like, <laughs> like, he, that like is... that's crazy oh my god yeah oh there's a core i need to rewatch it i've been feeling like rewatching. seriously it. no yeah. this is why this is why avatar the last airbender is one of the greatest comic one of the greatest cartoons ever made and legend of Korra is a is 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 like not as fantastic but it's still pretty fucking good yes it's pretty great and then, then the ending, Sarah loses perfectly. her goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah. Me too. No, I think <laughs> me no, too. I lost it. I was so happy. I've talked about this before, but I was on the Korasami boards that night, and it was amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the you, told, you told us about that. Because everybody was like, you all are crazy. And they're like, no, like, she was like talking about how she meant to her and her illness. And there's like that look, and they're like, you're reading into it. We're like, but no, it's, look, come on, it's, like, it's going to happen. And it's it, like, guys, look back look back to how Aang and Katara were in, the, in that last season of, of The Last Airbender. It's the exact same thing. It's the yeah. same. 
When she said, like, you meant so much to me during my illness, I was like, what? Like, hold what? on. What? Wait, what? <laughs> or how Man, she didn't happened. write That's letters crazy. to anyone else. Yes! Come on! <laughs> I wasn't crazy. <laughs> or even in season three, which is like, I've never had a girlfriend who I could just hang out with before. This is nice. It's just like, no one uses that word that way anymore. Yeah. I mean, they do, but they would know. Like, surely the writers yeah. would know, mm-hmm. right? And they did! And they do! And I mentioned it before, and I mentioned it again. One of the only love triangles where every single person in the love triangle has had sex with each other. Yes. Yep. Which I think is fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Very fascinating. Because I always want a love triangle to end with, like, the two same-sex people getting together. Mm-hmm. And it did! And it did! <laughs> and we were all happy. It's great. It's great. What the right. next issue of the comic book to come out? Oh, I know that comic. I've told so many people about how like that comic book is just retro gayifying. It's just like <laughs> so a, it's a retcon rainbow. Everyone gun. is gay. Everyone just was great. like, everyone was living their best life, you know. Yeah, remember Mario Sunshine with the gun, with the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. water cannon? It's just a gay rainbow cannon over the entire series of like, <laughs> and much. this person was gay, and that person was gay. It's like it's like Oprah. It's amazing. Yes, you're gay, and you're queer, and you're queer. <laughs> well, to go back to this show, uh, yes. that ending is so fucking great oh it's so pretty oh my god it's so beautiful him turning into elemental force and her having like a religious experience i was just like all about it like like that that's that's not that is not the form i don't know what i was expecting but that wasn't what that, that wasn't the form i was expecting odo to take at all but it was a very beautiful moment like oh my god because it's, it's it's all it's about openness and worrying about your partner's fear because it's like so beyond the realm of understanding that you could be light. Yeah. <laughs> <doesn't> even, what? <laughs> what does that mean? And 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 I'm and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that w- that with Odo like linking up with Loss, um, whenever whenever he did, it's like I don't I I, I don't yeah. I wouldn't say that that was something that he went that he went into his relationship with Loss knowing what to do, but but you know like since, since they like created their own link, yeah. That, since since they created their own link, he was like, well, he's like, oh, you want to see like 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 me at my true self? Well. Let me show you something that I've basically been working on. It, 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 it's, it's like it, it's like an artist showing showing a friend or their lover. Like I'm working on this piece. I'm, it's not quite the best, but I'm like laying my heart out for you. Look at it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, is there a better version of love than dissolving yourself and enveloping another person? It's like the greatest metaphor i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. i love this episode so much yes. oh so my good. god and it gives a great setup for what i'm almost certain is going to be the major conflict for odo in the ending right mm. is is what does he do because so we've got all these pieces you know he knows that loss is that experience and he knows the link is infected with this stuff and who knows if he'll find a cure or something or what to do about that or if they'll all die or something. Right. You know, I, there's there's obviously a lot to set up and it was a nice way before we start getting into the end game because uh, we're starting to get to that ep- those episodes on mm-hmm. Netflix where they're like, one of nine. And I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. 
as we approach that, uh, it's it's nice to have one more reminder of Odo's stakes and what he has to gain and lose in this whole crazy war. Mm. I think yeah, I think it it um I can't I can't say for sure what it will be for each person, but I'm I I kind of hope they set it up so that most if not every like major character that that, that we that we've gotten to know over the past several seasons has something to lose even with the federation winning or not well yeah like not not winning the federation but like even with you know um our quadrant home the home team winning i Mm -hmm. hope that i hope that like it's not just like oh if we lose we lose our lives whatever it's like no even if we win there will still be like consequences i mean i mean like i mean one one i mean i mean in in the in the pale moonlight we 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 already know that with cisco if they win he he will have to contend with did my lying help out or not or like would it have mattered i don't know yeah i want stakes for everyone (laughs) medium rare yes (laughs) <laughs> I want rare. I want rare bloody steaks for everybody. <laughs> everyone's look. Everyone's looking at their steak like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> this, is, this is undercooked. I don't... Eat it. it. Eat the steak. You must. <laughs> do we need? Do we need every O'Brien in danger? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, all of no. them. <laughs> Even O'Brien's cousin. Bring him in. Here. I don't care. <laughs> but they were just introduced five minutes ago. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they must suffer too. They walked in the <laughs> room. Wrong. They walked in the room. They're tainted. <laughs> Quarantine. <laughs> they show up on the opening credits. They're gone. They're dead. All <laughs> 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 oh, right. I have, that's something I have to say for Chimera. Is there anything else you guys want to say for it before we head uh, out? Um, just, my, just, my, to, just my to go back. Tearful notes. Mm. Just to go back to the fact that Lost was fog. Yes. Like, 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 like he was fog. He was fire. He's talked about how he was different animals and stuff. Like, just. How many different forms has that changeling taken? He 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 was a fucking he 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 was a space mantis just flying through space. Clearly, like I guess on some level, doesn't need oxygen. Like like that. Yeah. Like he, like Loss has been tree. He's been grass. He's probably he's probably he's probably been a small mountain for all we, for all we fucking know. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. sorry, he's pro- he's 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 probably he's probably fashioned himself into like a super small, like small, 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 like miniature version of a moon, and just been like hanging out next to like an actual moon. Like I'm sorry, uh-huh. this that that changeling yeah. is having experiences, and I kind of want him to write a book, but without being a dick about it, just write about it, just 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 say it, yeah, just yeah. say it very point of like point blank. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could, I could do with a, a travel log. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's, he's probably was the thing that at the end of two thousand one, he was probably that alien. He was probably uh, a space yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably, he's probably space. throwing people through the infamous. You know, like he's probably traveled to other dimensions. He's just done it all. I think at this point, mm-hmm. the true Renaissance man. It's <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah, he hadn't linked. How interesting is that? All that, and he's you know, th- th- goes that line. Maybe if, once you lose your virginity, you lose your creativity. You know, oh, <laughs> he hadn't linked, so that's what all he did. 
Isn't that what Lady Gaga said? I think she just said that as a joke once, but that she said that she didn't. She was celibate because she didn't want people to steal talent from her vagina, <laughs> which is the greatest <laughs> line I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh i miss crazy lady gaga i mean i'm mean, enjoying like country music star lady gaga but i miss like is she is she doing country like... now i mean i mean yeah i mean have, she's like, have you seen have you seen that trailer for a star is born yeah it's like all about her trying to be a country star wait a star is born like barbara streisand a star is born yep re- yeah yes which... it's a remake of that particular version yeah. Yeah. with lady gaga and bradley cooper and bradley cooper oh my yeah. god bradley Who cooper's directing yeah. The man can sing. He can. All the singing is done live and he can actually sing pretty well. Yeah. It's surprising. But yeah, she did an album called Jolene that's all like country music style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she sing Jolene? No. no. I think she has sung Jolene. Hmm. I know. I I, I think okay. I, I think it was called Jolene because, because yeah, it was it's like for her, her aunt. M- yeah, it was yeah, it was it was her aunt's name. Oh, it okay. died. Because you said country music and Jolene, the, the dots are yeah, obvious. Right, yeah, yeah. I thought so too. I thought so too. No, but it was, we all thought that. <laughs> yeah, because like if you watch the documentary, it's actually about her aunt, and you realize, like, oh, Lady Gaga's Italian. I didn't realize this. Yes. She's like yep. old school Italian New Yorker, which is so fascinating. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I think it's enough uh, <laughs> divergence for one this episode. This is one of our gayest episodes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's really gay. Bring Lady Gaga in there. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Pride like parade today. So, oh, that's you know, true. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It was, so it's a good day to be gay. It was Pride week. It was Pride weekend down in Galveston, and this week, this weekend, and I wasn't able to go because of my moving. But so it's like now, like I, I got, I got, I got a Snapchat. Yeah. I got a Snapchat from a friend who was who was who was hanging out with like hanging out with a, with a bunch of our friends um, down on the beach, and I was like, uh, I got I got that yesterday, like while while we, while um, my my roommate and I were moving, and I was like, I wish I could be there. No, um, but you know, Aww. Houston Pride's coming up soon, oh. so I hope to be there. Nice. You should. I think Fort I was Worth go Pride today, is... but I felt too sick. Mm. Fort Worth Pride is coming up soon, but it's going to be too damn hot. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it June? I understand everyone's like half naked there, but I'm sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I need I need to buy some shorts because I don't have any. <laughs> That's why everyone's half naked. It's hot. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like why are they in a speedo? Um, it's 98 degrees. The humidity has a feeling like 108. Shut up. Right. Meanwhile, the drag queens are like, "What the fuck?" Right? <laughs> what is wrong? Put me inside. <laughs> literally, li- literally, drag, dra- drag queens, dra- drag queens are, 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 are they are our heroes for a reason. Them, 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 and the trans community. They will fight. They will kick. So it, I, they will kick your ass. And I love them. Did I ever I tell you them. that? Uh... Laganja told me when she spent seventeen thousand dollars on sequins alone. <laughs> wow, I don't think I knew that's, you could spend that much. That's money on that's sequins. what drag life is about, man. It's like it's expensive. It's it's legit. You got to be you got to be on money all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to verbally react to that. <laughs> you physically did. It was really um, yeah, I, dear listener. I wish you could have seen that. I had to like mm-hmm. sit back for a second. <laughs> let's not forget that peter's both black and gay which means he's the king of reactions he's like the greatest <laughs> he's like the greatest person to react to anything with he's my favorite person no next to sarah <laughs> yeah no sarah sarah wins why this is true because sarah makes cute squeaky noises and it's like and the puns best thing ever. yes and puns and like 
Anytime you just say the word candy, she's like, Meh, and you're like, oh. And she, and, she prob- <laughs> and she probably has a glass or a mug in her hand, and it might be alcoholic or tea. We don't know. Mm-hmm. This is true. <laughs> she's gonna. Sarah's Katie. like the epitome of that like wacky art teacher who's just like, you never know what she's gonna throw at you that day. Katie got <laughs> some of that uh, twisted tea a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, so it was both alcoholic and tea. That sounds so perfect. You're like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, I was like, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Sarah, no, Sarah, yes. Sarah, yes. That's wow, we have gone that. so far off the rails, you guys. <laughs> That's how I felt when Honey was I was like, oh wait, thing. we're still recording. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, it's over, fine. That has been our episode this week. <laughs> Next week, we'll be discussing season seven, Episode 15 and 16, which are Bada Bing, Bada Bang, and Inter Arma Inum Silent Legus, which I'm sure means after the baseball game, we all get cake. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-host for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meatshield. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the Crew Geek Space Nine signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.